live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Democratic businessman Patrick Hanley, economist Mike Miller, pro-Trump Republican attorney Judith Sherwin, and talk show host Stephanie Trussell. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good evening. Welcome to our program. We're coming to you live from just outside Chicago, the AM560 studios of Salem Media in Chicago, WYND. Nice to have you with us. Phone lines open for the full two hours, 1-800-723-8289. That's 1-800-723-8289. As always, thanks to Donald Trump, the U.S. Justice Department, Joe Biden, and Hunter Biden, we always have lots to talk about. Sunday night this week, and uh, tonight is no exception. And uh, I'm going to begin uh, with uh, my Democrat, Patrick Hanley. He is in studio with me this evening. And, Patrick, I want to begin with you. Um, how excited are you with with these indictments? I know you, you, you're going to say it's horrible for the country. I know yeah. that. But here's... Here, here's here's another in, another indictment against the president of the United States. More charges against him, and uh, at first blush, it looks like it would be a bad political thing for anything for anybody to go through. But as a Democrat, looking at the challenges ahead in 2024 with your current incumbent president, uh, how excited are you about these subjects? Are they, yeah. is, is this political? You know, is it a, is it a big political gift to you guys? I would say what it is, is validating. I think a lot of us watched what happened on January 6th, and we read about what had been happening from the election till January, where the president was doing everything he possibly could to overturn the results of elections from intimidating state officials to directing the Department of Justice to follow, uh, you know, goose chases around the election to uh, incitements around fraud and kind of calling out all these things. And I think what this shows is that in the clear light of day with a very sober prosecutor that we can clearly demonstrate how the president lied, how he knew that he had lost the election. He lied about it to the folks around him. And then and then he went on to try and overturn the results of a legitimate election. A lot of people in this country who are Democrats, independents, and even Republicans, they will agree with everything that you've said, mm. but they will say, you know what? I'm tired of hearing this story. Yeah. This is an old sure. story. Yeah. Now, now again, it's it's being brought to to a judicial crescendo here, yeah. but there's there's no new news here that we're right. hearing. No, there is no new. No, you're exactly right. And a lot of the folks that have come out that worked on the impeachment are all pretty uniformly saying, "We told you so," because we pre- we presented this five four hundred and fifty page document that has a lot of what we're hearing today. But the difference is that a Republican. Republicans in Congress aren't going to stop there from being consequences. This in, time in the sorry, go ahead. In studio with me is uh, Stephanie Trussell. She is a Republican. She is a talk show host. And since we're dealing right now with the political aspects of this, I want to get your reaction on the political stuff here. Uh, how much is this new? How much is it? How much is this likely to change? You know the the uh, the thinking of Republicans. In this country, and we should mention you're you're for Vivek. You like Vivek. I like him a lot. Yes. Go I, ahead. I do. 
Well, you know, if everything that Trump has done is so egregious, why has it taken over three years to actually charge him with this? Mm -hmm. All these indictments line up with every time they find something on Hunter, every time something on the Democrat side happens, then suddenly here's an indictment of Trump. This is just a distraction from our economy, from what's going on with China, what's going on in Iraq and the Straits of Hermes and everything else that's going on. Let's talk about Trump. It's just it is old news. Same soup, just reheated. Give us something exciting. And it's just so funny. I'm, I, I can't wait until they prove what was in his heart, that he knew it was a lie. He honestly believed that he won the election and that something happened inappropriate. And so and he's never, ever wavered from that. Is that why he told Let's, the vice president you're too honest? I want to go to I want to move over to the legal aspect. Judith Sherwin joins us, longtime guest on this program. She joins us from Pennsylvania tonight. Judith, uh, of all the legal things that have happened to the president, uh, former president, or what might happen to him in the future, um, where would you put this these indictments uh, and these charges against uh, the others? How would you measure them insofar as legal importance are concerned? Well, first of all, uh, I would think that in spite of what uh, Patrick said, uh, that there is great disappointment on the side of our Democrat brethren in this country and Cicerone, uh because they were hoping for a conspiracy to commit an insurrection and they didn't get one. What they got was an indictment because of things he said, which of course deals with political speech. They claimed that uh, he, as Patrick put it, ran around and sent the Justice Department around to investigate various things. I wish to point out to you, and if you would take a look at Article 2 of the Constitution, the President of the United States is the Chief Legal Officer of the United States. And when he is presented, as this President was, with numerous instances of things that did not look exactly kosher, in the 2020 election, it was not up to him to ignore it. It was not up to Bill Barr, who's probably been scared out of his mind by Jack Smith to ignore it. It was not up to Mike Pence to ignore it, which he did. It is not up to anybody, really, once he says, there's something funny going on here. Okay, but there's so clearly. I like uh, one, one second, Judith. Let's go. Let's go to. Well, Pat. and I, I let's like. Go, let's go to Patrick. Just let's go to Patrick. Then we'll go back to you, Patrick. There so clearly wasn't anything fishy happening, and that's what was the result of the dozens of federal and state cases that have happened over the last two years, trying to find instances so of I fraud. Could, Right. And so the election was lost by the president. And then what this indictment so clearly shows is that it wasn't his speech. Right. Or paragraph three of the indictment says the president can lie about the results of an election. That's protected. That's protected by Amendment 1. The president can't knowingly then try and overturn the results of the election by directing his own administration and by intimidating other state officials to that to that effect. The whole fake elector well, scheme turns out, the whole fake elector scheme, okay. it turns out, was quite an established conspiracy by the co-conspiracists that were really well. All right, back, back, all right. Back, back to Judith, and then we were going to have Stephanie. Go ahead, yeah, Judith. First of all, this business about phony electors, okay? The business about phony electors actually started in 2016. Well, it's probably been done a number of times before, but Hillary Clinton tried to do the, exactly the same thing. Jamie Raskin stood up on the house of the floor and tried to urge the electors not to vote for Donald Trump, even though they were duty bound in their various states to do so. 
this is absolutely ridiculous. The whole oh, thing yeah, is no. ridiculous. And I would like, no, excuse me. I would like to point out to you that there were a number of things that were fishy. Never in the history of, of my life, and pro certainly before, did six states, most of them, excuse me, most of them swing states, stop counting in the middle of the night when Trump was leading and resume counting the next morning when all of a sudden Biden had gazillions of votes and mm -hmm. Trump had zero. No, I am sorry. That's you can regular. shake yeah. your head. You can say there's no evidence. You can say there's no evidence about this or about Biden's corruption. You're wrong. When we, okay, Judith, when we come back, we're going to pick this uh, conversation up. And I want to ask the question out there for those uh, there may be some undecided voters that listen and watch this program and have followed all this stuff. How many people are really still undecided? I mean, could we have the election tomorrow and would we know who the president is? Back shortly. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help.
Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. And again, in case you just tuned in, we're talking about the legal issues involving Donald Trump. And we'll talk about the Biden issues uh, as the program unfolds this evening. But again, uh, the special prosecutor, uh, special counsel, Jack uh, Smith, last week came up with additional charges against uh, Donald Trump. And those charges were conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of a official proceeding and a conspiracy against the rights of some Americans. And uh, uh, as, as you look at those, I'm going to ask you, Stephanie, to, to begin this. Of those charges, are, are do any of them pop out or are they all part of this sort of mush that the American people are trying to digest? Well, they've been talking about insurrection, insurrection, that's all we've ever heard, but not one person has been charged with insurrection. And if it's a conspiracy, where are the co-conspirators? Why haven't they indicted anyone else? Where's everybody else? And they haven't figured out every time. What about the 1,100 people that have already been charged, though? You mean the people that... Not with conspiracy. Not with conspiracy. And so what gets me is that every time they indict him, his numbers go up. They haven't figured that out yet because people understand if they can go after the president, they can go after him. He shouldn't even be charged. This is all a distraction. They can't beat him head on. So let's make it him ineligible to run and trying to rush the case, trying to get him to court quicker. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is just fight fairly, but we know the Democrats don't do that. Patrick, do you believe that the, that the, that the, that the, the principal goal here, as Republicans yeah. have articulated, is they want to find a way. They thought the indictment, they thought the impeachment was going to do it. Now they got the indictments. They just want to absolutely make sure this guy never goes to the post again because they fear he is going to be elected. And is that you mean, you mean Democrats want yeah, that? Yeah, Democrats. We want that politically, but I got to say this isn't about politics. It's not about it for me, and it's not about it for a lot of my friends in the Democratic Party. This is about seeing justice done. This is about seeing what happens when a president tries to overturn a legitimate election that he knew that he lost. And that's what the indictment does such a good job of showing us. And if you read the indictment, 45 pages long, it's pretty short, it's pretty clear, it's very well written. And it is a vice grip on what Trump thought, what he said, his behaviors and his actions, and his actions are what are being, what are being charged now. Okay, we're going to go to Judith in just a moment, but I want to ask this follow-up question. To you, your young man, young Democrat, sure. family on the way, yeah. do you want to see Donald Trump in prison? Yeah, I do. I do want to see Donald Trump in prison. Donald Trump is a criminal. He's a criminal from his business dealings before he became president, and he was a criminal as president. He was also a criminal after being president. You, this you, guy deserves prison time. Right, you, you paused before you gave me the answer, which sure. I appreciate. So I'm going to ask one follow-up. What do you think the impact of Donald Trump in prison, having either lost an election or won an election, what do you think that impact has on people around the world looking at the United States? The fact that Donald Trump is a serious political figure in this country gives every other country pause when they think about U.S. leadership. It is very, very worrisome that Donald Trump is able to somehow convince so many Americans that he deserves any position of serious power. 
Julian Sherwin, my question, do you want to follow up on those answers of, of Patrick? What do you think okay, the impact well, would be? All, let me ask the question first of all. What sure. do you think the impact okay. would be around the world if Donald Trump is convicted of these charges? Well, I think it puts us in the banana republics category. Quite in what clearly. way? The only other, well, the only other countries in the world. I mean, if this were going on in a South American country or a Middle Eastern country, as a matter of fact, our our completely unaware unself-aware Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, put out a tweet because Putin put his biggest political rival in jail yesterday. I mean, we are doing the same thing, okay? So, look, Patrick, I assure you, felt this way about Donald Trump from the moment he came down the escalator in 2015. He hadn't done anything, okay? He was a successful businessman. He was a successful TV star. He had done, uh, he had built a life and a business. And, and yeah, there were people who didn't like dealing with him. There were people who thought he wasn't fair to them. I can, I can put together a line of, of business people who will say that about any other business guy who they did business with who they thought got the better of them. And Bruce, I'd like to finish this one thing. It is one thing to sit here on your show and make the statements that Patrick is making it is, and, and make the statements that the New York Times makes or that CNN makes. It's quite another thing, and I think Mr. Smith is gonna find that out. There is a thing in the world for criminal cases called the burden of proof, okay? Donald Trump doesn't have to prove anything Jack Smith has to prove every single word of his ridiculous indictment. All right, now, and he here's my, be able here's to my question I'll go on, on the issue of burden of proof and what he has to prove. You're right. Donald Trump doesn't have to prove anything right now. But there's over 300 Ever. million. Ever. Just a minute. There's over 300 millions of million Americans, many of whom were watching television on January 6th. They may not know the intricacies of every law and twist and what was going on. They saw with their own eyes something that they perceived to be as either wrong, un-American, or an attack on democracy. Now, now you, you take that population, they're now the jury in the court of public opinion, which then goes to vote. And I'm questioning you, Stephanie Trussell, first of all, to tackle this. What impact does it have on them? Is this just, hey, I knew this all the time, and I'm absolutely anti-Trump? Or are some of them opening their minds, believing that the legal uh, prosecution of what they saw with their own eyes is, is okay because they thought that Donald Trump did wrong on January 6th? Okay, first of all, I love what Judith said about him being a successful businessman. He was on TV. He was on every show. Everybody loved him. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, until he came down that escalator as a Republican. And suddenly, he's a criminal, not only in what he's done recently, but all he's answer a criminal. My, Stephanie, so, answer my watching, question, please. Okay, watching January 6th, Trump did not instruct people to do what they did. And, and anyone who acted inappropriately should be... Uh, charged appropriately. But here's, here's my question. But, here's my, here, here's okay. my question. And I, and I want you to answer it, okay. and then I want Judith to okay. answer it. I'm, I, I may not be talking about 
reality here, but I think I am. I'm talking about the people who are primarily apolitical. They don't watch this show. They don't watch the Sunday shows. They're apolitical, but again, their vote counts just as much as anybody on this panel tonight, maybe even more. Mm -hmm. My question to them is, on January 6th, they rendered a verdict in their brain that day what was going on. Now, my question to you is, and I'm going to give you a second chance at it, do you think there's anybody who rendered a verdict on that day, be they the Republican, Democrat, or Independent, do you think any of them are going to change their mind with all of the legal aspects and all the legal mumbo-jumbo we're going to hear between now and next November? Well, uh, January 6th, as I said, a few hours, that was horrible. But we're supposed to forget the summer of, of peace in 2020, Democrat cities being overturned no. by by. Uh, people, radical people, mostly peaceful protesters, and how Kamala could be part of a group that helped fund to get these people out of jail. So, you know, January 6th, bad, but also the summer of unrest. We still have cities that have yet to be, re, 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 you know, um, refurbished and replaced and, re, re, you know, back to restored. So, no, I, people that are apolitical, there, there are certain people that will never change their mind, but people are waking up and they realize if they could do that to a president, an ex-president, they could do that. To, uh, it's just what Trump is saying. I want, to go to Ju- I want to go to Judith in just a moment, but I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. When all the summer of love and hate was going on, in, in mostly in the Pacific Northwest, who was president of the United States? Joe Biden? No. Oh, you mean the 2020? No. no. With, with all that was going on in Seattle and Portland, the summer of, of hatred, what was who was the president of oh, the United oh, States? Okay. Right, Trump. Okay, yeah, I'm Who sorry. Who was the attorney general? Right, okay, I, I understand that. But what, what, I'm asking, okay, I'm, this okay. is just a question. All right. I don't know the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. What did they do to crack down on the lawness, which, by the way, every American was also watching on television every night, the lawlessness that they saw going on in major U.S. cities in the Pacific Northwest, what did they do to stop it, arrest people, what did they well, do? The federal government, they have, each, each state has their own, you know, what they, their own government. We can't come in. He offered, I remember him offering to Chicago, I will send National Guard to Lori Lightfoot. And she, what did she say? Tell Trump to go F himself. This is what, is, so this is what he had to deal with. He was offering help. But there were the also the day, potential, there were also them. potential violations. Mm-hmm. If, this, if there was a conspiracy, which, which many people thought, that there was a conspiracy that was going on or communication going on between uh, Antifa. The Antifa people in Seattle were in touch with the Antifa people. Oh, in, yeah. So it, it crossed late lines. So it, it became a, an inter or a national issue. So let me, let me turn over and ask Judith this follow-up, and then we're going to get back to our core discussion. But again, uh, my question to you is, all that was going on when Donald Trump was president. Mm-hmm. Does he get credit for any of that? Does he, uh, how does he judge his own actions and the actions of the attorney general in all of these anti-government displays that were going on while he was president during the transition and during the election? Does he, does he get it? What grade does, do you give him for doing that? Yeah. Well, he should have made uh, some. Do I, do I get a chance to answer? Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. Sorry. You know what, Judith? So, we're gonna, Judith, one second. We've got to wrap. We've got to wrap right now. I my question was too long, and I want to give you the full opportunity to respond to it. One eight hundred seven two three eighty two eighty nine. We're not trying to look entirely in the rearview mirror tonight, but again, a, a lot of the ways in which American people are going to vote is going to be based on contemporary action, and a lot of it is going to be based on what they remember in their own minds, having watched it on TV. Back shortly. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top-10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. I mean, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Judith Shore, when we turned to you, I asked a really good question before the break, and uh, you were chomping at the bit, but uh, I didn't want to interrupt you. I guess I really did interrupt okay. you, but uh, now we're going to yeah, give you the did. floor. What's the answer? Okay. 
what's the answer? So number one, the president of the United States is not the king. So the president is not allowed to go in, into a state or go into a city unless the city or the state says, sure, let's bring in the National Guard. Uh, otherwise, he can't do it. Now, uh, as, Stephanie, as Stephanie clearly said, okay, um, Lori Lightfoot told him what he could do with himself when he said, I want to send troops to Chicago. The governor of Minnesota told him the same thing. And eventually, eventually, he actually did get into Minnesota and he was able to do a number of things uh, with, with the National Guard to actually save quick, the quick, city quick, from being Judith, completely destroyed. Judith, Judith, now, quick, when you asked me quick, for... No, no, quick, quick follow-up question. And it is this. Are you saying, because I don't know the answer to this way, are you saying that there was no federal law enforcement, ju Justice Department? No, thing that's, not, that could have that's been? not what I'm saying. Okay. okay. You are hearkening back to a very old law that talks about crossing state lines to start a riot. And yes, they could have done that. They didn't have enough evidence to do that, number one. Number two, he. In, in many cities, any place where they attacked a federal courthouse, specifically in the Northwest, they sent in uh, FBI, they sent in uh, people to fight with Antifa and the other people, but they could not just go into the city of Seattle and take over the job of the police. That's not, you don't want the president of the United States to do that any okay. more than you want the president of the United States to impose a COVID mandate vaccination requirement on you. It's not his job. His job is to preserve the Republic, which he was trying to do. Okay. And his job in the summer of 2020 was to get his attorney general to find a federal solution to the problem, which of course he didn't because he was such a coward and he was afraid he was going to be impeached. But that's a whole other story. You need to understand that there are lines here that the president can't cause, okay. cross because he's not the king. Okay. It's really very simple. So to blame him for 2020, no. you know, let me, let me, let me put, we're going to put an end to this part of the discussion, then we're going to move back to the core stuff and looking ahead, not in the rearview mirror. Okay. I, I only bring okay. up the subject because every time, every Republican or independent, maybe even some Democrats, who I've run into over the last couple of years, when, when we talk about January 6th, they always, always bring up the rioting and the disturbances of what was happening in the Pacific Northwest in the two years prior to that which was on Donald Trump's watch. Okay. They always talk about it. In other words, why, why, why do, just a second there. Judith, listen to my, this is a political question, okay? My question is, no, 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 you didn't answer this question because I want to put it in clear, I want to clarify it. Okay. That's part of the Republican answer to January 6th. It's what about ism, let me yeah. finish. There's never a really good answer to that. You you articulated a very good answer just now, saying that the federal government could not do that. The the, the 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 Trump White House was not saying anything about that. So for from a Republican perspective, thinking about the disturbances in Seattle and Portland, that's a good answer. That's a good comeback to what happened on January sixth.
But January 6th was a response to that, at least a partial response to it. That's an answer well, to I, a, think I don't think it's, a, but I don't, but you know, the, you know, some would argue, Judith, again, this, and then we're going to get off it. Some would argue that the rioting in Seattle and Portland and all the disturbances that were going on, uh, you know, during the latter days of the Trump administration, it was good for Donald Trump because he could take a look at all those crazy people burning down American cities. You need law and order. Yeah, well, and, 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 yeah. and that didn't I mean, happen. Yeah, I think been. you're onto something. And actually, can I can I make a, a perhaps an we're unexpected? Gonna, one, one, one second. We're going to go to Patrick and then back to Judith. Let me make perhaps Patrick, an unexpected point about Patrick, how the two are actually tied to together. Judith. I think you you expect me to come back and say, well, these are completely different instances that happen for completely different reasons, which I think fundamentally is true, and that's why we're indicting the president for his role in one of them. But what ties them together? And let me remind you that 93 percent of 7,700 protests in the summer of 2020 were peaceful. These are peace. Are these were peace. These were peaceful. Oh, protests. Guys, give me, oh give me a moment. Give me a moment. Watching? Give According me a moment. According to who? Okay. Yeah. Are you watching Sesame Street version? One second. One, one second. One second. One, please. We can't all talk okay, that's at the hilarious. same time. But again, you just so stated. You just stated. <laughs> According to whom? Who are you quoting here? Let me find it for you. Let me find it for you. Actually, yeah, I did. I lived Folks, we can't. Folks, we can't all talk. We can't. Judith, this is from a reputable source that tracks law enforcement infractions. It really, and I can pull it oh, for you, yeah. and I'll send it okay. along to you after. Yeah, but we the, know yeah, that the these pro Judith, right Judith, these protests okay. Judith, are largely peaceful. Talk? But the protests that sure. weren't, the places with it were violent. The extremism happened because of these eco chambers online, where people are only reading what they want to read, and misinformation is firing everywhere. People get obsessed and extreme over things they think is happening. Right. That part right. is true, so and that happened. And that happened. Hold on. That happened in okay. Portland and Seattle. That happened on January 6th. People are spending too much time in their ecosystems, and they're spending too much time hearing what they want to hear, and that's driving them to mm -hmm. violence and extremism. Okay. Is one more okay. egregious than the okay. other? Okay, here, if, if I could make a point. Please. Go ahead. Okay. You've the made many tonight, by the way. What happened on January 6th goes a lot farther back than the summer of 2020, okay? It goes back at least, if you want to think about this, to the hearings regarding Brett Kavanaugh. The Before people that? who opposed Brett Kavanaugh broke into the Senate office mm -hmm. building, yes. broke, accosted mm -hmm. senators in the elevators, yep. stood up at committee meetings and had to be dragged out by their hair, yep. carried on and took over, pounded on the doors of the Supreme okay. Court, and basically behaved like a bunch of savages for an entire week. Okay. All right. Judith, Judith, Judith let me let me just say something. Let me, Judith, let me say this as the host of the program. And again, I am responsible for this, so I take full discredit for this. We're spending right this moment. We're spending too much time looking in the rearview mirror. Everything you just, everything you have just said, Judith, I agree with. Most Republicans agree with everything we talked about Seattle and Portland. I think I agree with we all, all Republicans or, or conservatives believe that to be the case. And that, that in some, but I'm saying, and what's going on here is that many Americans who saw all this on television and were, you know, throwing things at the television set, very frustrated, uh, a portion of them decided that they, that they were going to protest 
what was happening on January 6th, and a few of them, maybe 1,100 of them, went too far, and they became violent, and now we have this new incident called, you know, January 6th. Now, with all of that in the background, there isn't anybody listening or watching tonight that can change one, one second of what happened on January 6th. Put that in the back of your mind. It has nothing to do with what we can do in the future. However, we can say Donald Trump did the best he could to protect us. Some people will say Donald Trump just reaffirmed what I thought, that he was a thug and a bad guy. But right now, the issue here is, are we going to elect Donald Trump with all of his failings and good, and good things as well for some? Are we going to send him back for another four years to lead the country, turn our back on a Democrat whose only claim to fame is that he beat Donald Trump after 50 years in DC. After 50 years, in, yeah. and yeah. and again, overlook right. all of these questionable business deals <laughs> that he either has or perceives to have. Are we going to overlook that? And 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 do we want? Are we going to? Are we going to overlook, hold our nose, and go and vote for Donald Trump, and hope that he will become president of the United States with the understanding that if he got elected. He could be serving from a prison cell. Isn't that well, what we're dealing I'd with? I'd like to. If I Go could, ahead, Judith. Okay, so thank you. I'd like to. I'd like to. First of all, you asked a question a little while ago where you said, uh, "How are people feeling about these indictments and what is it yeah. doing? And do people blame him for January 6th? Well, every time there's a new indictment, his numbers go up. Yeah. So that's. It's Among not a hypothetical question. His among re- a lot Republican of people, numbers among independents, excuse me, according to many, you can shake your head all you want, and you can read the New York Times all you want, and I think we'll talk I about that later. <laughs> oh, good. I, that's one point in your favor. But no, <laughs> I, you, you, he's he's gaining with independents. He's gaining with, with Republicans, for sure. And he's gaining even with some Democrats, because people... And with Democrat-based uh, groups who normally won't even look at a Republican. And it's for exactly the same reason that Stephanie is talking about. If a thug like Jack Smith, who's lost every important political case that he has brought, nine to nothing overturned in the Supreme Court, which isn't a great thing to happen, and it's happened to him more than once, if that kind of a person can try to put you in jail they can put any one of us in jail for what we're all saying right now except you okay seriously you take what we are talking about tonight and you can make an indictment on it but you couldn't but you couldn't but you couldn't indict me right because i'm a member of the journal i'm a journalist (laughs) Well, I don't so know. you're all going to pray. I'm okay. I'm hiding you're behind saying, the First Amendment. You got to get out of jail. I, I, I got. I'm, I, I got to go. I got to sell something. Bye. Patrick's okay. One sec. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top ten public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. 
Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. Or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. True. Help start it. Hell. We're about to go back on the air. And we're now back on the air. You may have heard a little bit of what we were saying, but fortunately we were not saying anything uh, against Judith Sherwin, who uh, is a thousand miles away. She is in Pennsylvania tonight, around the microphones with me in Elk Grove Village. We have Patrick Hanley, and we have Stephanie Trussell, and uh, we have a caller on the line who's calling us from uh, Austin, Texas, KLBJ. Go ahead, Sol, you're on the air. I've got three points. I'm going to fly through them and hopefully get a response at the end. Okay. Number one, using our former president's language, Donald Trump is a stone-cold loser. We remind you that in 2016, he did not win the popular vote. As president, lost the Senate majority. 2020, loses the general election. 2022, the vast majority of his hand-picked election-denying candidates lost their election. And I'm certain, so long as we don't put up a squirrel up there, he'll lose in 2020-2024 again. Number two, convicting a country's leader is not a sign of a banana republic. 
It's a sign of a strong democracy that respects its laws. France, Italy, South Korea, all convicted and some jailed their former leaders. Uh, see Silvio Berlusconi, uh, Jacques Chirac, Kim Jong-suk. It is not an issue when uh, a, a country with strong laws convicted for, is it a sign that actually nobody's above the law? And number three, it is very common that in federal cases, you build a case by first going through the low-hanging fruit, in this case, all the rioters, and then over time, build the case, gathering testimony, flipping witnesses, flipping co-conspirators, and so on and so forth, and then go up the chain to get the, the, the top guy, see uh, John Gotti, who didn't go, they didn't go after John Gotti right away. You'd go after the henchmen, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the Sammy the Bogravano first. And then you go after the top guy, and that takes time. So it's not at all uncommon that this would mm-hmm. take a couple of years to actually build a case of it. Saul, stay, on the, Saul stay, on, the, stay on the line. Don't, don't, don't go away. I want to let our Republicans respond to what you've said. We're going to start with the Stephanie Trestle. Stephanie, your, your response. Well, again, as I said before, if it's so egregious, it's taking so long. And I love how Trump gets compared to the most, you know, uh, 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 you know, normally Hitler, Stalin, and now Gotti, what he did. He, it's, what Trump has, you know, we can debate, because again, people hated him from the time he came down the escalator. I wasn't a Trump fan until I became one. We cannot debate what the facts are. And gas was 199 a gallon back in the day the economy was definitely can you debate the question is can you debate Saul's basic points which were when you look when you look at Donald Trump the political Machiavellian uh, he helped lose the Senate he wasn't able to, to 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 keep the house and if you look at the the races that he became involved in his people primarily primarily not mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. lost so he's not exactly this big wheeler dealer when it comes to political power just, just to that okay. particular right. point speak to that well, you know trump is unique in the fact that he not only had the democrats to battle with he had the never trumper republicans to battle with yeah. and that's the issue that we have i know a little bit of something about state politics and even in this great state of illinois we have people that will never vote for him so trump should have cleaned but he lost but he, he lost but he should have drained the swamp like he said but he but but, he but, but is that, that he should is, have is, his is, personnel is, choices were you know we can look back and say i'm sure he would make some different choices but it, but again it's the leadership state level and and we love to we seem to love getting punched in the face and some republicans would vote or not vote stay at home just not to vote for him giving the democrats the, the is he listen mm-hmm. quick question to you and i want to hear judith okay is he as saul has identified from a political standpoint and as a political chieftain if you will is donald trump a loser as a political leader whereas he may be very popular with his positions. No, Donald Trump is anything but a loser. He did something that no one else had ever done. Why did he, why did he, make, why did he make bad choices for well, the U.S. You know Senate what? candidates? Well, I think that Trump thought, once I win, the never-Trumpers, the people that didn't like me, they'll suddenly like me. He, he had no idea that even after he won, they, they were still okay. not his friends. They were still stabbing him in the back. I want, I want, I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to go to Judith Sherwin. Judith, I want you to respond to the same uh, political question that that Saul uh, in Austin, Texas posed. Well, sure. I guess my first comment is uh, Saul's been watching The Sopranos a bit too much, (laughs) uh, and he's got a little bit too much faith in the office of uh, the the Justice Department. I used to have the similar kind of faith, but 
having watched what goes on there now, I seem to have lost it. First of all, um, you know, the, it is very clear that this, all of it, and Patrick said it before, there isn't anything new in this indictment. Absolutely nothing. This is all the same nonsense that they lost on in the impeachment. Okay, so but no, Judith, I want you to I want you to focus on on Saul's point. You you've alluded to the to the back end of what which is Saul's Saul talked point. about. His point. His other point leading into loser? leading into that was Donald Trump was not a very astute. It's a loser. Yeah, he was not a very astute political uh, uh, leader. I mean, can, can you can you well here's here's just passionately look at that and say, you know what, Saul's right on this particular point, but yeah. he's wrong on the other one. I will, okay, he's wrong on the other one. I will agree with Saul on this point. He misjudged greatly the the vicious nature of the people in his own party and the people who he was urged to bring into his administration, many of whom couldn't wait to run to the cameras and say, I'm not like Donald Trump. He's a crazy person. I'm a good person. He's a racist. I'm not a racist. He doesn't know. He's a moron, his first secretary. What about of State the primary voters in Pennsylvania moron. and Georgia? What about what about them? What about them? Can I just jump in? Can I just jump in and and, and I think well, Saul, no, Saul, that uh, was wait, a very I, Saul, that was a very astute three points. I think you're exactly right. Bruce, and on the second one, one second. On the, or, I just want to say how important it is, answer. how important it is that we view this country as bigger than Trump. And I think you made some really good points about countries with rules putting leaders who break okay. break rules okay. in jail. And I think that's exactly right. Judith, last words to you. Go ahead. We've got a minute to go. Okay. First of all, thirty um, seconds. Number one. Yeah, 30 seconds, that's the next, it's good. So I, I don't even remember what the point was. You know, the point is this. All, all right, the point is we're going to pick up on that. Again, during the break, maybe you can figure out the point you wanted you. to make. Thank you. And I'll think about the yes. question that I just asked, so we can all come together and remember that. Uh, this group will continue for another full hour. In the next hour, we're going to be joined by Mike Miller from the great state of Washington. He will join us with Miller's Moments talking about the economy, and he'll weigh in on these issues that we've discussed as well. I'm Bruce Dumont from coast to coast and border to border around the world. This is Beyond the Beltway. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings. The kind of exclamation you can eat. 
Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. Bruce Dumont back for our number two of Beyond the Beltway. And in this hour, we're joined by Mike Miller from his home in Bellingham, Washington, and a longtime economist at DePaul University, now uh, uh, retired, uh, working out there. Mike, nice to have you with us. Uh, you're with Great us to be with the, you again, uh, Bruce. You're with the, you're every with us, for those who don't have not figured this out, on the first Sunday of every month, we invite Mike to be with us to give uh, the, his assessment of the, uh, the big uh, economic report for the month. And then we also have him engage in other matters of politics, and he, lo- he loves to do that. So uh, uh, let's, let's begin, first of all, uh, we're going to do the numbers a little bit later on because they were, a little less, sure. they were a little less dramatic this month than in previous months. So I want to go back to what we were discussing in hour number one, which is uh, the state of the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, the battle between Trump and Biden uh, at this particular moment. And I want to put up uh, some numbers that our uh, Republican guests uh, maybe could comment on, and also Patrick Hanley can join us as well. This is the uh, 538 polling average. This was shown on ABC today. 538 uh, is a big deal that, that they use. It's very, usually very accurate. These are Republican primary uh, pre- uh, vote preferences at the moment. Trump, as you can see, with a big lead of 53.3. DeSantis in second place, 14.3. Then Vivek Ramaswamy, surprisingly to some, in third place at 6.7, ahead of the former vice president, of the United States, Mike Pence at 4.9, and then you have Nikki Haley at 3.5, Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, 2.9, and a Trump critic, 1.8, Chris Christie, uh, who was off in uh, Ukraine meeting with uh, Zelensky as we speak today. Um, 
as I look at those numbers, none of those numbers surprise me, and I want to get your response uh, first, uh, Mike. Do you see any big movement or any opportunity for anybody that's, you know, uh, in, in, the, in the pack out there to overcome Donald Trump with uh, at least the, the apparent success he has with each indictment? No, I don't. And um, one of the problems I see, it looks like I froze, there we go. Uh, one of the problems I see is that uh, Donald Trump sucks all the air out of the room. And uh, we have a situation then that the other candidates don't get the time. And, uh, and I think that creates a problem. I wish I could somehow come up with a, a candidate who would have the policy decisions of Trump with the philosophy and the brain of Ramaswamy and the experience of running things of DeSantis, and we would have an unbeatable person there. Let me let and me throw let me throw out a name not only for you, but I'm going to let everybody else respond as well, and we'll we'll start with uh, with Judith Sherwin on responding. But and again, this is someone that did not make uh, that uh, that list of the top you know, fifth or you know ten people uh, that I just referenced, uh, and that's Doug Burgum, who is the governor of North Dakota. He's been on television in recent weeks. I think uh, doing a very impressive job, um, and I just want to get everybody else's response uh, to him. He is going to make the debate stage. The only surprise we know now is the moment is Mike Pence, surprisingly, may not make the the, uh, the stage, and that will be a big news. That continues to be the biggest news at the moment. But Judith Sherwin, I I know you're you're a big Trump supporter, but is there anybody that you think can make a dent into his lead? I mean, I don't think so. I I certainly don't see any evidence of it. Um, and you know, as we said in the first hour, when Mike wasn't with us, every time, every time the government brings some new charges, his numbers go up. And you know, and and DeSantis's numbers keep going down. Um, uh, Vivek is a is a very interesting candidate, but you know, he's I can see him being in a cabinet position. I don't think he's got any kind of base, really, um, and so I there's there's nobody in that group that's going to make a dent in his in his numbers. Um, I want to ask Stephanie the know, same we, question. We, we we mentioned that Stephanie was she supports Vivek, but Stephanie, can you put your hat on and and uh, can you can you answer the question that I think that Judith has? And a lot of other Republicans have, because I think a lot of Republicans that I've run into agree with Mike Miller. They've been very impressed with Vivek when I met him, uh, you know, a couple of months ago. I was impressed with him, but I can't see a 37-year-old guy emerging as the leader of the free world at the moment. Well, we've got a long way until the first Iowa caucus. And as I said, the uh, last So he'll time... be 38. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a half. Uh, and so... We, you know, remember when Jeb Bush was the shoe-in? He had name recognition, yep, he had money, yep, yep. and who knew that he would fizzle out so quickly and all of a sudden we get Donald Trump? It's a long way until January. And so Doug Burgum, I, I had never seen him on TV until I, I decided to watch the Talking Head shows this morning. This guy is phenomenal when it comes to George Stephanopoulos kept trying to drag him down yes. to bashing Trump, and this guy stayed on target. He's talking about the economy. He's talking about his platform, and he would not bash Trump. You know, we've got those ones like DeSantis and the people close to Trump uh, that are bashing him, and you've got other people that know that bashing Trump won't help them. I don't know what's going to happen. as it's, it, Right now, he has... He has an amazing lead, and we just don't see what could topple mm -hmm. that at this point. 
Well, I would, I, I'm going to let uh, Patrick uh, offer his assessment from across the aisle. Is there anybody that you see that uh, you think would make a very strong candidate and, and challenge uh, Joe Biden? No, it's, it's too challenging. I think the Republican Party is too fractured into this kind of pro-Trump, Trump forever MAGA part, which is significant. And then there's a smaller never Trump part and, an, and a persuadable undecided. And I don't think there's anybody out there who can consolidate the two others and take on Donald Trump head on. I just don't see it. Uh, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, I think, is an interesting guy and somebody that we need to deal with head on uh, in that he does a really good job of diagnosing the problems in this country. And I think his solutions are snake oil. But I will say that he has a really robust conversation around the issues facing us economically, socially, and otherwise. And so it's somebody that Democrats should take very seriously. He, he's, he's the smart guy in the race. He, he, is, he is the Andrew Yang of, of this cycle. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's young. Yeah. He I'm looks different. I... And uh, he has a very strong, uh, strong following. What's snake oil about him? I'm curious if I can ask. Well, what he does is he basically says... Uh, we are alienated. We are isolated as a people. There's inequality in the economy. And these are all the, the challenges that are driving us to this place where folks are dying of deaths of despair and they're having all these problems, which I think is exactly right. Then he turns around and says, therefore, we have to keep immigrants out. We have to give tax cuts to the wealthy, and we've got to keep doing what Republicans have been doing for the last 30 so years. So I really, he's got, he wants to, he wants to, he wants to reduce the number of folks who are voting. He wants to raise the voting age. So he wants to stop young people from participating in politics, which is a little nuts. And then he wants to close down the FBI and the FDA, which I just don't think are, are the helpful or serious policy solutions. All right, Stephanie and then Judith well, and then Mike. His parents yeah. were legal immigrants, so it's, it's hard for me to believe that he wants to keep you know legal immigrants hard from coming me, in it, too. well that's not true it's period and and just to say things just for whatever reason but that's what you guys do i mean following up with facts i mean it, it, some things that he's saying are a, a lot different i mean fbi a lot of people have been critical of the 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 leadership in the fbi and it's being politicized and so there's different things that he's saying that may be very radical but Hey, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 you didn't give a great answer. I want to come back. I want to come back, uh, hear more from our guests when we continue. And I uh, just asked the question. Uh, if you've not seen Doug Burgum, look for him on YouTube, whatever. Uh, I think you'll be impressed. Thanks, Shirley. Bye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. 
So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Bruce Dumont back and uh, Julius Sherwin, before the break, you were about to make a point. Uh, that's happened several times this evening, but uh, I wanted to give you enough time to uh, make the uh, point. Does somebody have a phone uh, Somewhat of a phone going on. Okay. Anyway, Judith, what was that? Anyway, Judith, what's your, what's your comment? Go ahead. Well, you know, sometimes in the breaks you lose the train. But, um, you know, the, the issue of whether Donald Trump is a loser or why he put together people in the administration he put in, again, that's, that's looking in the past. I think Donald Trump is a very different guy than he was in 2016. Uh, I think he's a lot smarter about what's been going on. And uh, I think you're going to see something very different should he get back into the White House. Um, he won't be relying on these these Washington swamp creatures. That's that's the first thing. But um, will things be wilder? You know, will things be wilder or milder? I think, well... I think in term, they may be wild in the beginning. I mean, I am sure, absolutely sure, that should he be reelected, all those peaceful people from 2020 are going to try to burn down Washington and the rest of the country, just like they did in 2016, excuse me, in 2017. You may remember what the, happened. The Women's March? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the yeah. Women's March. Yes. Right. Huge. Oh, let's make fun of the women. Is no, that good? Let's fun make of fun of the women. They tried to burn down the city, and it no, wasn't just the women. I was the in the women. march. I and was in that march. Not, 
I was in that march. All right, let's go. We're looking too much okay. in the rear view mirror. Judith, stand by. We're going to go to Mike Miller because uh, Mike no, wanted to make a Mike wanted mirror. to make a I'm comment. Go what ahead. Happens if Trump is reelected. Go you know, ahead. I, I know, but we're going to get back to that. But again, uh, we're trying to stick to focus here. Mike, go ahead. You know, I, I told you, Bruce, we, we talked briefly uh, on the phone the other day. Uh, have I changed my mind regarding Mr. Trump and who the Republicans would have? And I prefer not to have Mr. Trump as uh, as the nominee. I would like to see some younger person, some, some new blood get into it. But if what I see is very troublesome is what is being offered by the other side. And I think there is no there's no recognition on the other side that their candidate is so... I guess the only word I can come up with is flawed. I, I, after, you know, having people in my own family have this trouble, I'm convinced the man is not mentally fit. He is uh, suffering from dementia. Uh, and then really? what makes me also afraid is he, the person behind him is someone who simply has no judgment. Uh, the, uh, she lost all kinds of staff because she would never do the homework. She makes speeches where she's clearly not prepared. And the idea that we would replace Joe Biden with somebody like that, it comes to the point that if even though I prefer not to have Mr. Trump run, if it comes down to Trump versus Biden, I have no choice but to go with Mr. Trump. Mike, let me ask you Because I think follow- Joe Biden is so so scary. Okay. And and I see Patrick. You know, we can. You're yeah. shaking your head. Yeah. Have you never have you ever interacted with people with dementia? Have you ever seen yeah, what they do? They yes. yell a lot. Sure. They talk about the past and they make things up. Sounds like the president's uh, stories, Trump, right, right. which they—that's uh, uh, really good, Patrick. <laughs> it's true. Please address that. The, yeah. the question is not even close, Patrick. I, I don't know. Do what you guys the, read his tweets? Uh, do you see the tweets that are in the indictment? I mean, this I is a guy they, who sounds they, like he's he getting a little. They, do you think I mean, do you see the tweets? Do you see the tweets where he said everybody? That is not the same folks, thing. We're right? all talking, well, folks, folks, folks. We cannot. It, 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 we, just a second, folks, please. We can't serve our public and entertain our public and inform them if we're all talking at the same time. I will try to be fair. But please, when I call on you, you can speak. But please, from that particular point, kind of kind of wrap your up your thoughts so we can let someone else into the conversation. My follow-up to you, Mike Miller, is this. We hear that Biden is not in control. We hear about all of the, the challenges that, that we see with our own eyes every day. Um, you're the first person to suggest that, that uh, Kamala Harris is the person behind him making these decisions. I've never heard anybody suggest that. My question to you is, oh, uh, in other sad. in other administrations, we would have heard a name or two of who the puppet master was, the, the person behind the scenes that was smarter than George W. Bush, whether it was Carl Rove or whoever. There was always a name or names yeah. to be associated with that person. Who is that person in this administration? Is there a name that keeps I, popping up over and over again who is the real puppet master here, who allegedly is left of center, moving Joe Biden into a leftward direction? Judith, do you know any such name? Can you come up with, does anybody? Well, first, that, first first anybody? Oh, no, because yeah, there is no well, name. He's I got a tight know, team Bruce, of smart I people have, around him. I know. Is your name Judith Patrick? Uh, sorry, Bruce Askew. Is that your name? Bruce Askew. I, I, I asked Judith for a question, and then uh, just because I don't want to cut you off again at the end of the segment, I could cut you off earlier. Go ahead. 
thank you. <laughs> uh, so first of all, there have been a, a number of suggestions about who's pulling the strings, and they're not necessarily in the administration, but one of them is Susan Rice. And Susan Rice has ties to a certain Barack Obama, who um, it is it is alleged had, had lunch with uh, Mr. Biden back in June and said, you know, you better do something about this because Trump is a much stronger candidate than you think he is, okay? And the this is to come out with as many indictments and nonsense charges as they can, thinking that that's gonna make a difference. And the only difference it's made is every time a new indictment comes up, it goes up. I'd like to say one other thing about, about Joe Biden. I have refrained, and I think Stephanie has too, and I think Mike's raised an issue that is reasonable to raise. I have not made fun of Joe Biden, I have not called him a criminal. I have not called him any of the things that I could call him in this hour. And I would ask you to give some substantive comments that don't go back to your unhappiness that some guy who was a reality TV star managed to defeat your chosen uh, mentor or whatever she was in 2016. The bitterness associated- <laughs> Judith, are you talking to me, Judith? No, it's not funny. It's not funny. The bitterness associated with the comments from the Democratic Party are absolutely astounding. We, all of us, could make the same comments about Biden, and we are avoiding it. Okay. One of these people, one of these people has been convicted, right, in a civil case of sexual assault, has been impeached twice, he has not and now has been indicted three no, times, excuse me. right, let's by a grand jury. Yeah. And there's let's another indictment. Well, let's, so, let's, let's talk Patrick about the yeah. Patrick, I'm saying oh, Judith, I'm, Judith, Judith, you're out I'm, of order. What Let what Patrick I'm, speak. What I'm, I'm responding to, what I'm responding to He's in lying. calling Donald Trump a criminal is the dozens of allegations, the many, the 70 odd charges, charges made against anything. him. And the reality, Judith, wait a second, folks, running folks, the folks, everybody back, please. Okay. It's a good, everybody, everybody back. Let me ask the question that I think Judith is trying to push for, and that is the degree of hatred and vile that many Americans had against, against Donald Trump when he won, mm. which spilled into the streets where there was rioting, and I'm not talking about the, the Women's March, I'm talking about the other attempts to burn down half of downtown Washington, which occurred threats on a lot of people's lives. My question to you is, where are those people now and how will they feel if Donald Trump is reelected? Because earlier in the program, Judith Sherwin suggested that many of those people will be out in the streets burning down big cities. If we elect a president from prison, a president who we know has lied to us about trying to overturn his own failed election in 20, if we elect this man, Listen, of course, there's going to be millions of Americans who are deeply upset and frustrated. What are and they going to do? I, I can't speak for that. I can't happen? speak for what they're going to do. And sure I'm also, and I'm also, and I'm also not going to make threats do. about what they're going to do. That's what Donald you know Trump what would did. do about his supporters. Did. Donald Trump, after losing threats. his election, said, we're coming for you. Right. Donald Trump, after losing his election, said, me and my folks are coming after you. So That's you thought, th I would never say that. A Democrat should never say that about an election. That's not how we play. That's not how tell we do politics. Tell it to Jamie Raskin. Tell Patrick, it to Jamie I just Raskin. wonder, is that... Tell it to Jerry Nadler. Tell it to all, all right, the people all right. in the House who, who filed bogus impeachment charges against him. Tell it to all of them.
what they shouldn't say and what they say every day. The bitterness and vile comments that come from the people on your side of the aisle are truly overwhelming. And, okay? and you got to watch Fox and We have tried, excuse right. me, we have tried all of us tonight to keep this on a keel that is not at the level of the kinds of stuff that come out That's of, true. of the of the bitterness from and, the Democratic and Party. And no one, no one has tried harder than me to do that. So now I'm going <laughs> right. to turn the table back to Mike Miller. Uh, in fact, you know, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to entertain a new subject right now because we're about to go to a break. So let me let me set it up because we do have some graphics that can tell the tale. The big question is, where where are the where are all the people that supported Joe Biden in 2020? How many of those people have given up on Joe Biden? How many of those people have to be energized? to go back and vote for him again, or Joe Biden will lose mathematically as president of the United States to Donald Trump, whether Donald Trump can get more votes or not. It's going to be the, the, the ability to energize bases. We've talked a lot in the last year about energizing the Trump base. I think we know what that base is. It articulates itself and it, and it offers its opinion every time Donald Trump is, is, uh, you know, is indicted for something. But when we come back on the other side, we're going to look at the Democrats and we're going to look at all their core constituencies and whether or not they are stronger for Joe Biden today than they were in 2020. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. This is Beyond the Beltway. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. We all have the ability to touch the lives of those around us. To someone going through a difficult time, a text, a call, or a visit can mean so much. Reach out to the veterans in your life today. Let them know they're not alone. One simple act can make all the difference. That's the power of one. If you're a veteran in crisis or no one who is, visit VeteransCrisisLine.net for free 24-7 confidential support. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. 
Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Rooster Mont back, and uh, we're going to turn back the clock just for a second. I want you to think about it. 79 years ago, right now, we're probably wherever you're listening within the sound of my voice, the President of the United States, Harry Truman, was on a boat coming back from a conference in Potsdam with Joe Stalin, and half a world away, bombs were being put on the Enola Gay and it had taken off to drop a bomb on Hiroshima. That was 79 years ago today. I referenced that because it all came back to me when I saw Oppenheimer last week. If you've not seen that movie, it's one of the great movies that I have ever seen. I strongly suggest you see it. I actually may go see it again, and it's a three-hour movie. But think about what Harry Truman was going through at that point because he had received word in advance of his trip to Potsdam that they had come up with this uh, new device, new bomb in, uh, uh, in New Mexico, and he was going to use it to sort of whet the appetite of Joe Stalin. He didn't tell Joe Stalin exactly what it was or where it was going. He just said basically, hey, we got a, a real whopper here. And uh, he wanted to make sure one of the, some of the pressure that was on Oppenheimer was to make sure that the Russians did not get a device like that first. So again, we never dropped it again. Two days later, of course, it was dropped on Nagasaki, and uh, it brought up the introduction of the nuclear age. But again, as you go to sleep tonight, 79 years ago, the United States had just dropped the most devastating bomb in the history of the world, and they did it again two days later, but not since. Mike Miller, I wanted to just let you kind of uh, think about that for a moment, uh, if you have any thoughts on it, and then I want to talk a little bit about the uh, some of the other issues we talked about. Oh, it's uh, an excellent movie, by the way. I saw it as well, and uh, and I in the movie, by the way, they do debate the question of whether that is the right thing to do to drop that bomb. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a nice job of presenting both sides. I yes. happen to agree with Mr. Truman. It was the right decision. He never lost a moment's sleep over it. Um, uh, but uh, it, the movie is exceptional, and I must say, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about uh, about the upcoming election, and and I kind of direct this to Patrick. I'm curious. Sure. Um, it is Mr. Biden seems incapable of carrying out a uh, 
a campaign. He he can't have a uh, any kind of a press conference. I don't know when the last time was he has a press conference. He can't seem to answer questions for the people. We have so many questions about about Hunter, about about whether or not he's involved, about uh, losing our First Amendment rights and uh, working with corporations to do so and. But is there any chance that a man that's as firm as he is can actually go on the trail and do like what Mr. Trump is doing? I don't think there's a chance in the world he can do that. And I just it's going to be such an odd uh, another election, kind of like 2020, where he, he did it from his basement, which I think was a horrible thing for mm-hmm. him to do. Let's- he did win, but we didn't see it. So I... I I and and if I can just get you admit, you know, we admit that Trump is a right, thin let, skin. Let's, let, let's let Patrick respond. Yeah, yeah he yeah he is. Um, Would you agree that he has no ability to no. to do run a campaign? Oh, I completely disagree. No, I completely disagree. No, and, and honestly, <laughs> and honestly if, if you think about the finish. if you think about the Biden twenty twenty campaign, just about everybody from the Democratic and Republican side thought he couldn't do it. Right. There was very low enthusiastic for a Biden candidacy. The early campaign went really poorly. He lost in Iowa. He lost in New Hampshire. He won in South Carolina. His campaign very cleverly courted the constituencies that he needed. And then, frankly, he laid low as Donald Trump self-immolated in a lot of ways, which I think is a lot of what's happening right now. The indictments are the news. Relitigating Donald Trump's actions are the news. So what is Biden doing by, you know, what would he be doing by sticking his neck out and talking about himself at a time when Republicans are dominating the airwaves with these really awful stories about how their party that's, thinks about policy and thinks about politics? Let me ask you, let me ask you, let me ask a follow up, Mike, just one second. Let me ask a follow up and then I'm going to go back to you, Mike. Uh, you've told us uh, during the breaks here yeah. that you have friends who are part of the White House team right. or White House staff? I don't yep. know how close they are to the uh, to the big guy yeah. uh, or the president. Ten percent. But um, yeah. what are they telling you? Yeah, so I've got friends that were both in the White House uh, for the president as well as on and around his campaign. So his campaign is notoriously very lean. So there's a very large unofficial campaign that's happening around the core staff, and and they tell me the president is sharp. They tell me the president is making decisions. The part the, the president is basically who he was four years ago. And listen, he's old. I agree with you. He's an older guy, and he continues to make gaffes the same way that he did before I was born. But uh, in terms of his mental faculties and his ability to make decisions, what we've seen is this president has tackled a number of really complex and important issues from foreign policy to the economy. He's done it well. He's led a very professional staff. And frankly, he's run a really effective administration. So I don't know where this dementia kind of stuff comes from outside really? of kind of right wing videos that are I, catching oh him gosh. at a bad moment. At a but moment? yeah, I, I, I have to applaud you, though. I, seriously, I, go I, ahead, uh, Stephanie. I, I got to tell you, when you say that um, it would have been inappropriate for him to talk about himself. That's called campaigning. He should be talking about his platform, what he's going to do. He, what do you mean? Oh, I don't want to be rude. God, he wants us to talk about Trump because he has nothing. He's incapable. Well, you know the stories that I do miss, the stories about Corn Pop? I hope he brings Corn Pop back into his rotation of these stories from the past and how his dad told him about two guys loving on each other. Can we talk about the open border and uh, 110,000 Americans dying? One thing I would one thing I would like to, to, to reference, and then I want to go back to Mike and hear from Judith as well. One thing I'd like to reference, which has not gotten a lot of publicity, the Biden administration has decided they will not provide Secret Service protection to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, again, they want to dismiss him. 
But I've got to tell you, given, given the history of that family, mm-hmm. and given the mm-hmm. fact that Joe Biden has been a lifelong Democrat and was a good friend of John F. Kennedy's and certainly knew Robert F. Kennedy, even though his son is trying to take the job from him, they've dismissed him as, as someone not to be taken seriously, which I think is a huge mistake. I wish America would take Robert F. Kennedy Jr. seriously. But to not give him, not give him secret service protection. I mean, that's mean, and I think it's stupid. I can't, I don't know. I can't speak to the threshold above which candidates receive that level of protection. I don't know how it's done in the past. No, I don't. I I actually don't. (laughs) So do you you get protection after you pull at a certain level for a certain amount of time? Like, does Ron DeSantis have secret service protection? There are a number. I don't know how it works. His name is Kennedy. His I'm name is Kennedy. So he has so, given so, his father right. so, and his uncle to the country, first. and they've, they've been assassinated. But if his name Kennedy is Kennedy, you president, do you get he's running. Point? He's got 20% yes, of do. the vote. <clears throat> Judith, back to you. Yes. All right. So first of all, there are a number of actual thresholds, okay? okay. But right. they are not absolutely, excuse me, they are not absolutely set in stone. This man's name is Kennedy. You don't think there are people who would like to assassinate him as well? He's had threats. He's had problems. He put them in front of that other creep, Mayorkas, who doesn't want to do anything about it. And the Biden administration is just going to let him hang out there. And what are they going to do if somebody takes a shot at him? What are you going to do? Are you going to just say, oh, well, he didn't reach the threshold where he should get that kind of protection? That is absolutely unbelievable. Judith, all right, Judith, if you want to, if you want to agree, wait. okay, if you want to agree to no, the level of spending I, I where any presidential candidate gets Secret Service protection, no, if you want to raise taxes to do that, that's fine. About, excuse that's fine. me, Bruce. Would you please tell him to stop interrupting? I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm not talking about the level of spending for any candidate. It's not funny. There is nothing funny about this. If Robert Kennedy gets, God forbid, gets assassinated, I hope you'll still be smiling. Or maybe you will, because that'll Judith, just remove another little. That's, that's a horrible, that's a horrible thing. Let me, let me clarify, let me clarify, Judith, Judith, I agree with yes. you. But let me clarify at least why I was smiling. I was not smiling at anything related to Robert Kennedy. I was, I was smiling when you were so upset because other people were interrupting you during the broadcast. That brought a smile okay. to my face. Mike right. Miller, your well, comments on this issue. Uh, I, I can go back again and, and try to, it's going to be such an odd, uh, Mr. Biden, he has so many questions he needs to answer right now. And he will not face the press. He will not face the people and answer the questions. He won't answer the question, for example, that the United States just was downgraded by Fitches. And now we're a, a double A plus. Uh, that may have been a good or a bad decision, but why is not Mr. Biden out there answering questions about it? Why is he not answering questions about the Devin Archer uh, thing that makes it clear that he lied to us, that he never talked to his son about his businesses? There are so many things that are hanging over the country that he he will not hold a press conference and face the people. How is, in the world can the a man like that news face good for the him, though, Mike? Is it, is it the economic news this month good for him? 
Well, there, there is good news. There's no doubt that the, uh, the labor market continues to astound us. I, I, absolutely the case. You know, it, it's one of the most confounding things that we have uh, these conflicting data. So we have this wonderful labor market. We do also know that the ISM manufacturing index has been below 50 now for like six months in a row. The leading economic indicators are all pointing down. Uh, industrial production has fallen seven months in a row. All of these are pointing negative. Lots of other things like spending, gross domestic product, labor market are all pointing strong up. It is a confounding economy. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what it will be like by the time the election comes around. Okay, we've got a pause. 1-800-723-8029. Back shortly from Chicago. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Let's be honest, the National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. 
Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm gonna take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. We are back on the air, everybody. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. 1-800-723-8289. One quick point, uh, then I want to go through a graphic with everybody. Uh, we've had people this evening uh, defending uh, Donald Trump uh, very vociferously. If you watched any of the Sunday morning shows, Trump's lawyer, uh, Jack Morrow, was on. And uh, Morrow. John Morrow, John Laurel, John Laurel, forgive me. He was terrific. I watched him three or four times today. And man, especially in his conversation uh, with Chuck Todd, he handed Chuck Todd his lunch. Uh, and again, it was, it, it's just, it's a name you're going to see and hear, John Laurel. You're going to see that name a lot. If you didn't see it today, look it up on YouTube and you're going to see, you're going to see what a lawyer, a defense attorney really sounds like. You may disagree with everything, but again, follow, follow the bouncing ball as he tells his story, because that's the story that he's going to be telling not only to the jury, but he's also going to be telling that in the court of public opinion as he did today. Uh, also, by the way, uh, a couple of segments ago, we talked about uh, those who are part of the Democratic constituency uh, for Joe Biden, who, who he is counting on uh, for re-election against Donald Trump. Let's look at a graphic, and this this is a this is a takeout from the New York Times Siena College poll. This was the poll that came out about ten days ago that said it's a dead heat between uh, Trump. And Biden, they're both at 43%. But then they do a breakdown in the of the demographics, looking at that poll, and it's it, it's rather staggering. Uh, if you're watching uh, on television, it's on the left side of your screen, uh, and it's on the right side of the screen is where things stand right now. I will read it for the radio audience. But insofar as support of African Americans, the 2020 exit poll, 75% of blacks were supporting Joe Biden. That number now is 59%. Latinos in 2020 exit poll were at 33% for Biden. They are now at plus 3%. Young people between the age of 18 and 29, in 2020 the exit poll had them at 24%. Now, that percentage, according to the New York Times, is 10%. For women, how long, how much have we heard about women and where they will come down? In 2020, the exit poll said that there was a 15% plus to Biden over Trump. That is now down to 12%. And insofar as independence, and this is another big one, 13% of those, the exit poll in 2020, independents supported Biden over Trump by 13 points. That is now five points. So my question to you is to our Democrat, Patrick Hanley, you look at those graphics, they are devastating for a Biden reelect. Will you acknowledge that or not? They're tough, but they're no. not a surprise. Right. They're not a surprise from what we've seen over the last year and a half around Biden's unpopularity, which I think has persisted since the summer after he was inaugurated. 
uh, until about now. But what I will say is, you know, reiterating what I said in an earlier segment, Biden was not a popular candidate running for president the first time among Democrats or Republicans. The reality is, like, he's not the most charismatic, enthusiastic campaigner in the world. Uh, and if anything, his presidential campaigns over the years have been a little lackluster. But he's in the office now, and he's going to face, likely, Donald Trump in November. And I think when, when push comes to shove, each of those groups will have to be organized and enthusiastic about voting for a Democrat against who will likely be a, a convicted felon. Mike Miller, uh, how do you look at those demographic uh, breakdowns? It makes it clear that Mr. Biden has not won over the people. They're all being hurt by the one thing that hurts so many, and that is the inflation question. And I wonder if some of that uh, Hispanic drop as well has to do with what is happening at the border, uh, that, that there seems to be no control, that people, a lot of them Hispanics, are being hurt by what's happening at the border. So I, I just see that uh, Mr. Biden is not an impressive uh, president. He's not an impressive man. And I think that people are kind of thinking that maybe we bought the wrong guy. We, this was, this was a mistake. Judith, and, Sherwood, and a question. I'm going to ask Judith a question. Judith, to what extent can Donald Trump look at those numbers and can he come up with a strategy that will dramatically improve those or, or, or solidify those numbers? It seems to me that if he solidifies those numbers, he will be reelected or elected. Right. No, I, I, I guess reelected, but I, I agree with you. I mean, those numbers are astounding, and the source of those numbers are even more astounding, right? Uh, I would imagine uh, that other pollsters are coming up with the same thing uh, and maybe even coming up with bigger uh, numbers. The, the independent issue uh, has always been one that people have have uh, tried to accost Trump with and say, well, you know, you're never going to get independence. Clearly not true. And and as you can see from these numbers, and I'd like to hearken back to a question you asked before, you know, what do you think about what's going on with Trump and the indictments and everything else? Uh, clearly what's going on with Trump and the indictments is that people are taking a look at this. And I think I would agree with Mike. You know, people are saying, this was a bad idea. We bought into a very bad idea because of COVID, because of a whole bunch of other things going on at the time. And and we got this guy and the economy I think it, has not been great. The inflation has been let terrible. me let me just interrupt. And, let me just, like, I interrupt you again, Judith, because we're uh, we're running out okay. of time. And uh, I just right. I, I just want to make you know one point to underscore what you said. You said, look at the source. The source is the New York Times and, and Siena Poll. Most conservatives, many conservatives for decades, hate the New York Times. Right. Folks, if you're a conservative, this is good news coming out of the New York Times. They've got it at absolutely. 43, 43 with those demographics. So I again, say, Patrick, uh, good night for everybody. Okay. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks to Fritz Goldman for his assistance in the production of this program. Also, a thanks to Mike Miller for Miller's Moments from the great city, Washington. Judas Sherwin, thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us and uh, being part of a very lively discussion. Uh, Patrick Hanley, you. you always uh, make the blood of our conservative Republicans boil. And Stephanie uh, Trussell, we thank you very much for being with us as well. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Chicago.
Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Oh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.